Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Uh, for the next couple of hours, talking sports with you. <laughs> Well, well, there's at least a weekend. Now, yeah. this week may be a little bit different. But uh, anyways, thanks for joining us here this morning uh, as we're with you up until noon. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We'll head to L.A. Uh, Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. He is there uh, covering the All-Star festivities. Of course, you can read uh, Matt at uh, CBS Sports. Uh, he is their MLB, one of their columnists. He'll join us to, uh, at the bottom of the hour. Then Iowa State and Iowa in hour number two. Nick Olson kicks things off off is T.J. Otzelberger adds a big piece to the recruiting stable. He'll join us, uh, not uh, not T.J., but Nick will at 11.05, and then Scott Dockerman, who wrote a lengthy piece. He told us it was coming, and we hoped it would be in time for our show, and it was. Uh, Brian Ferentz, uh, an analysis of game plans. One worked, one didn't. It's a long read. Um, I'm glad I, I stuck through it and got through it as we kind of got inside Brian Ferentz's head a little bit, some of the comments to be expected. Uh, Interesting to say the very least. But again, the athletic, at least to me, and I think I can put words in Trent's mouth here, approving the subscription is well, well worth the money. Uh, So the British Open has come and gone. The first half of the baseball season has come and gone. I guess we should start with the golf. But it was entertaining. Uh, Well, it was even more entertaining for you and I as we both had the winner uh, at 28-1 to in Cameron Smith, which was a good hit there. And Mm -hmm. Boy, oh boy, that back nine! What a start for his! I mean, what, what, what a, um, what, a, what a performance out of the, the young Aussie is Rory McIlroy, who looked like, boy, it's his tournament, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And Trent, the crazy part about it is, it's not like he imploded. He hit every green in regulation. I saw a stat that the, since they, since they being golf people started keeping stats, it's the first time in the history uh, that. The guy who had the lead after 54 holes hit every green in regulation in his final round, didn't win. First time ever. And Rory McIlroy hit every green in regulation and was not good enough. He couldn't make a putt. I mean, yeah. he could make his first putt. Absolutely. He left a lot of them. I mean, tap-ins. Just, I, I was torn. You know, I, I had McIlroy. I like his story. I, I think he's the face of golf. Or is about to be anointed. Face of the PGA Tour. Face of the PGA Tour. Put it that way. Tiger probably always will be, right? At least, uh, and to a much lesser extent, but Jack is Jack. Uh, But uh, Rory is the here and now and kind of torn. But then I knew that, you know, my safety net was (laughs) 28-1 on Cam Smith. Same thing. And that's exactly what my thought process was because we identified both those guys. I talked about the narrative all week long. It felt like... Everything was pointing to Rory, the eight-year drought. The last time it was at St. Andrews and having a great mm-hmm. opportunity, and then he hurts himself playing soccer, right? And screwing things. around with his buddies and, and gets hurt before that as everything looked like it was going to culminate in that great run that he was having at that time. And, of course, didn't happen. It felt like everything was there, and through Saturday, he was all systems go. It, it was mm-hmm. Everything was working, and it wasn't the putting stick. He was so close right. on so many of those putts, and it wasn't was leaving things short or it was mishits 
it was greens that he would yeah. just miss. He didn't by, choke. No, I've heard no. choke. They didn't choke. And not only that, if there were other ways that this tournament would have played out, you could have gone that route. Cam Smith went and won it. Mm-hmm. He went and won this golf tournament. And Cameron Young almost did. He absolutely did. And there's another young star oh on the gosh. list. Take a look at his results this year, what he's doing. And he's going to be rookie of the year in the PGA Is Tour. Is he really? You look at what he has done in terms of top 10s, huh? top 20s. Now he's got to finish one. Because he's been second now three different times, but he is a young star that's going to be right, and he can bomb the ball. Well, Trent, the 18th hole is a perfect example. He needs to make eagle on 18 to have a chance, and he makes eagle on 18 to tie for the lead. Now Cameron Smith had, uh, what did he have, about a three-footer for birdie to win the championship. What a, what a round of golf. It was mm-hmm. fascinating, and it was over by 1 o'clock. Yes, it was. It went very quick, mm-hmm. and because of that, we were at the swimming pool, so that was a DVR for me, yeah. and again, another one of those decisions. Do I look at my phone? Got there at 11.30. You logged into your account. Well, <laughs> I waited for that one to see exactly how everything played out, but you make the decision, all right, do I wait? And then I saw there was a replay starting at 3 o'clock of like the last two hours, 3 to 5, on NBC. Perfect. On real NBC? On real NBC. I didn't know that. Absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. So then the track and field that was on afterwards, so bounced over that, was able to watch that. I had it also on the DVR if I missed anything from beforehand, mm-hmm. so kind of fast-forwarded through it last night, but more than anything, just watching the difference. And for Camp Smith, who was brutal for his standards on, on Saturday. Saturday. Terrible. He was awful. Shot 73. And he's a guy that it's all about the putter. Yeah. When we talked about him this week, that's what we talked mm-hmm. about. And these greens and, and the way that it plays, you want to have. I know statistically there are a couple of guys that are right up there. For my money, though, it's not even close. You're talking about a guy no. with a putter. Mm-hmm. He is better than everybody else to the nth degree. Trent, had 12 putts on the back nine. Rory had 18. <laughs> Just think that, of that. That's crazy. You, you can't. No. He went and won the tournament. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the narrative. What did he start? Birdie on his back nine. Birdie, 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 birdie. Five in a row? I think it was five in a row. Five in a row. Five yeah. birds to begin the back nine. He was incredible. Yeah. And that's what makes this not a Rory collapse. It makes Cameron well Smith a champion. Yep. Well put. He, he won it. He went Rory out. didn't lose it. Well, he did, but you get my point. Right. He didn't give it away. He no, really didn't. No. And most days, Rory doesn't putt like that. No. He doesn't have 18 punts at the back down. He doesn't have 36 punts A couple punts of the them drop. Yeah. That's but he hit he every green in regulation. He wasn't spraying it all over the nope. place. And when he would get a little bit of trouble, uh, he was good enough to get out of it. Victor Hovland, good for him to be in that spot. Yeah. And you can tell it was a little, little shaky, but this is mm-hmm. another guy that is going to have certainly an opportunity, I think, to win multiple majors in his career. I think he's that talented yep. that this is going to be a guy, as we go through our list every major, all right, who's got a chance and we go down, Colin Morikawa, Xander mm-hmm. Shoffley, mm-hmm. Tommy Fleetwood, that group of guys. He is another one now. I think that we have to officially at least, you got to have him in your sheet every week, and then you right. got to make that decision. Right. Are we going to bet him? Where are we going to play him? Those kind of things. Victor Hovland's now part of that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you'll bet again this week. I'll oh, take... Yeah. Uh, I'll take uh, to- you got 260-some days off. <laughs> is that what it is? 260 days until the Masters. Uh, it was fun. I, I love the majors. Um, we, I think I, don't, I speak for a lot of people. Uh, it was great theater all season long. Boy, it felt like it was going to be Rory's tournament. It really and truly did. But uh, as Trent said, uh, Cam Smith won it. Rory didn't give it away. He, like, he makes... He, he makes one or two of those putts, and as he normally does, we're talking about a gift, different golf tournament. It wasn't to be. Spieth was in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Dustin Johnson spinning his wheels a little bit. He was close. Uh, DeChambeau, did, he had a pretty good showing. I told you there was one live golfer I like coming into that tournament. It wasn't DJ. It was Bryson DeChambeau. And he played he pretty well. He was top 10, was he not? He yes, was, he was. His top 20, which I played, was plus 395. At, for a top 20? For a top 20. That one that surprises me. Very happy with it. That's a generous pick. So we both got Cam Smith. Made yep. money on that. Yep. Last uh, the champion with their final hole score lost that one. I had yeah, par. Right, had par. He made birdie. He made birdie. So that was an L on that one. But overall, this was a very profitable tournament. Mm-hmm. And now I got baseball here for the next couple months before football to lose all that money that I just made. So you, will you bet the home run derby tonight? I mean, you have to pick something when Circus Play of the Day comes up. Absolutely. It's on the list. Uh-huh. And I, I've been digging around, seeing what else is out there. There's not a whole lot. Seeing if there's any soccer that catches my fancy. Not seeing a whole lot well, there. Well, you know what I did yesterday after watching the Twins get absolutely crushed? Ooh. I bet Dylan ceased to win the Cy Young. What'd you get him 11 at? to 1. So is this your first... In-state future bet that you made yes, like that since July the since we've been yes. allowed to do so. Yes, this is the first my first uh, toe in the water. So you got Dylan Cease at uh-huh. eleven to one. That is a great bet. Why not? Right? Oh, absolutely. Verlander. I mean, I don't want this to happen mm-hmm. to the guy, because, but he is getting up there in age. Misses yeah. a couple of starts. They're going to coast into the number two mm-hmm. seed because of that. Houston. How many starts are they going to skip a Verlander well, late? That's just it. And they're going to have to ride Cease because mm-hmm. this is going to be a hell of a fight. This is, is a good baseball team, the White Sox. Trend. They're, they're a good very talented. Yep. They're a talented team. I don't know if they're a good baseball team. They're you know, a talented baseball when, team. So when, when uh, you don't think they can win, win uh, represent the American League, I'm kind of with you. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm and especially with their you. path that they would have to go through, more than likely Houston, mm-hmm. than the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I can't. I could see them winning a series right. against a team like that. I can't see them. But winning to come too. right back and to beat both of those heavy heads and back to back, yeah, that's that. That's a tough ask. Um, but they're, that's a talented roster, mm-hmm. and, and Cease has been unbelievable. By the way, since we're going down the sports betting landscape mm-hmm. here, just real quick, we'll get the baseball uh, in a second. So I logged. I, I went to my DraftKings account this morning. Boy, they've got some fun props on the front page. Did you look at any of those? Was it the one that was like the Iowa connected one? The with tight George end, Kittle? you. Yes, tight end. You, um, this you can get uh, plus three eighty six if both of these happen. This uh, this two event parlay. Iowa wins more than five and a half conference games, uh-huh. and George Kittle has over sixty six and a half receptions. If both of those things happen, you get plus three eighty six. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's fun. The one that made me laugh the most, yeah, Zach Wilson and the Cougars. <laughs> you know that's quite a story. Uh, and did you see his mom and his mom's friends? I don't know. Is it a TikTok or a tweet from last week? It's pretty funny. Okay, it's I I, I had no idea that uh, Zach Mom's Wilson is um, so prominent on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. Well, Instagram is her. Is favorite. that her name? Yes. Well, um, social media then mm-hmm. but they're playing it up and they're having some fun with this so zach wilson and the cougars zach wilson has over 22 and a half passing yards and byu over eight and a half regular season wins so that one was pretty darn funny that's good stuff that is pretty good i i got a chuckle out of one that. other one because i saw the same thing when i was on DraftKings and it popped out to me how about this one coast to coast can new york and california uh go with the winning championships for the World Series, you get both the Mets and the Yankees. And then for the Super Bowl, you get the 49ers, the Chargers, the Rams. You well, you also get the Dodgers. No. No, you don't. You don't you don't have to have the Dodgers. Oh yeah, and the Dodgers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you get 
Super Bowl winning state. No, no, you don't get the Dodgers. Okay. Super Bowl winning state, California. World Series winning state, New York. Gotcha. So then the Yankees and the Mets. Better than 13 to 1. Well, look at I love the Chargers, and I'm getting the Chargers about. And you get the Rams. Yeah, get the Rams. Get the Niners. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. That's not bad. Good for DraftKings. I mean, yeah. this is the time that you... Oh, yeah. This is when you... a lot of action on these apps no. the next three days. This is when you talk to your operators, uh-huh. you talk to your people. You get put... creative. Yes, absolutely. This is the time. Can we create a buzz? Can we mm-hmm. get a talking point? Can we get something that gets social media going? And these are the kind of ways that you do it. It's the same thing that we had way back in the winter when I went to Circa about college wrestling. Right. And it's just... Those different ways, different mm-hmm. ideas to get people whatever it is. How many people in New York then looked at that? Said, "Yeah, I'm going to take a shot here." Sure. At, at thir- plus thirteen sixty two, I think is the number. Yes, I'll take a shot at that because I think the Mets or Yankees are going to do it. And then I got mm-hmm. three teams in the NFL that mm-hmm. I'm basically playing with. I can hedge off, and three teams that all should be pretty good, right? 49ers, Chargers, and Rams. Uh, of the of the three, I kind of uh, I think the uh, the team that I would throw out if I had to throw out one is the defending champs. Yes, absolutely. I think I'd be the same way, and certainly looking at odds, mm-hmm. that would definitely be the direction that I'd go. So, just a fun way to do it, and that's what you're going to see. I think a lot of these operators are doing just different yeah, ways during really the summer well done. to get involved and do it. But yeah, the George Kittle one. That one popped right away. Yeah, five and, a, five and a half conference wins and 66 and a half touchdown pass. Or, or recept, not touchdowns, receptions. receptions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy. Yeah, absolutely. If he stays healthy, it's that's within his run. Well, that's unfortunate, but uh, it's just the way he plays, right? Mm-hmm. He's just reckless. Uh, we have some breaking news, speaking of Iowa football. The question that we're wondering, who is going to Big Ten Media Days for the Hawkeyes? Oh, this is fascinating, Trent. Save the, save, save the one name if he is on there or isn't for last. Okay. So we knew, at least we felt we knew. How many have they taken, first of all? Three. Taking three, okay. There are two defensive players uh-huh. and one offensive Petrus player. Petrus isn't going there. They're taking Laporta. They are. Sam Laporta yeah. is your offensive player. He'll be going. Jack Campbell will be there. Mm-hmm. No surprise. Preseason All-American. And Kayvon Merriweather will be there also from the defensive side of the Well, board. well, well. What does that mean as far as the quarterback? Is this the right decision? If you take him, that means it's his job. Mm-hmm. If you don't, does that hurt his confidence at all? Because he was left behind. I like the move. It's the right move. It's the right move. You can't do that. You said it was an open competition. said it was an open competition. Nobody won I agree. It. Go back to that open practice. Petrus was not good. None of the quarterbacks were really right. good in that one. Right. But you can't just once again anoint him by sending him to Indianapolis in media days. Instead, we go to August. The Mm -hmm. questions are going to be asked. Laporta's going to get it. Everybody's going to get it. And ultimately, it is going to be, we are keeping this an open competition. Mm -hmm. Do you believe, how much better does Alex Padilla have to be during August camp to win that job? To trot out there. Better than Petrus, How much better than Petrus does he have to be? Well, significantly, I think. Yeah. If it's close, we know it's going to be Petrus. It's going to be Petrus. And if Padilla's just a little better? Uh, I think it's Petrus. I think so, too. It has to be Uh a significant gap. And how important that open Saturday was that second Saturday. It's early this year, too. Yeah. The kids' day practice Mm -hmm. that they have open. That one, if Petrus struggles again in that open practice in front of the fans for the second time in a row in an open practice, and then he trots out there, first series against South Dakota State. Don't even go there. Middle of the second, they're down seven nothing, <laughs> and another three and out. Ooh, the Boo Birds—they're oh, going to be chirping. They are going to be chirping. Now you're of the belief that Petrus is going to be better. I am. 
I think it's I'm rooting for the guy, Trent. Mm. I really am. I, I mean and I'm allowed to do that. Yes. Absolutely. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. I, I just they're, feel they're still young adults. Right, right. right. This is a professional sport. Right. And well if I if will I rip him if I have to? Yes. I mean, absolutely. And but I'm, root, I'm I'm rooting for And him. I'm the same way. If if I am dead wrong about this, if Petrus goes out there, he has a nice solid mm-hmm. season, he throws for twenty four hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, eight interceptions, and Iowa goes ten and two, I was wrong. Right. And I was wrong last year because I thought he'd take a step last mm-hmm. year. And there were times he unleashed a couple of plays. Uh-huh. He would make those throws and the throw against Penn State to Nico Regani. Those plays are in there. But there's so many negatives, and they just continue to sit just there. Just let in the it go. Yeah. Just throw the ball. Enough with the Rapiopi, mm-hmm. his quarterback guru, that's talking about 15 different things <laughs> yeah. on a slant pass. Yeah, you think that's good for Spencer Peters? No, I think it confuses him. I- I'm right there with you. This is a guy that Let's has the arm. And play ball. Yes. Go out there and chuck it. Mm-hmm. Throw it around a little bit. Have some fun. Draw it in the dirt. You know all those cliches. Yep. Do them all because for Spencer Peters, it's never been about arm talent. That's never been the problem. It's the brain lock. That seemingly happens with him so many times. I think and, it's a lack of confidence. And when he doesn't want to make a mistake. Yeah. That's Iowa quarterbacks, uh-huh. right? They get beaten down and beaten down, and there's so many of those. Well, look, I, I, I think it's the right move to, uh, taking Laporte. That's a pretty good trio that's going mm-hmm. over to Indianapolis. Uh, is, is everybody's list out? I just got the Big just Ten release. Down. Yeah, I'll see if uh, the Big, t- Big Ten is And they're next one. Wednesday, Thursday? Or Tuesday, Wednesday. Next week, it will be the 26th is what it has listed here. That must be the Iowa day. Here's the attendees as a whole. All right, here we go. Tuesday, the 26th, and Wednesday, the 27th. That's your first day of vacation. It is. You're going to have a lot of details that you're going to be able to work through. You'll be in good shape. You're all right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I get to practice tomorrow in the second hour as you're leaving for Iowa City, right? That's right. Making my way over. So where is the baseball going to air, by the way? Is it on the bull? It will be, yeah. Baseball tomorrow for the two quarterfinal games. We'll have 2 o'clock, the Battle of Waukee. Waukee versus Waukee Northwest. How about that? In the first round of the state tournament. That game takes the air about 2 Mm o'clock, probably a couple minutes before. As long as game one goes okay. Johnston will get Iowa City Liberty in the first game at 11.30. Not going to have the play-by-play for that one. I think the Dragons are going to roll. And I had a little birdie tell me today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So Pemble is their lefty senior starter. Really good. Thought he'd get the ball in game one. That's kind of what you do. Not going to be the case. In fact, they're going to either save him for the semifinals or maybe even the championship. But sounds like Woolham's, who I really like. I, I think he's the most talented guy that I saw out of them this year. Throws really hard right-hander, bumps it up there 90. So the Dragons, in your mind, are the team to beat? They're, they're a significant gap between them and everybody else. I think Iowa City City High is very close to mm-hmm. them. They're on the bottom side of the bracket. But the Johnstons, it sounds like they're going to go with Woolham's in game one against Liberty. That means against the winner, if they win against Waukee, Waukee Northwest in the semifinal, they'd have Pemble available for that game. And then probably Pierce Anderson in the championship game. So one game for you tomorrow? Two games. Then Dowling Catholic plays at 5 o'clock. So we'll have the Maroons on the air against Cedar Rapids Prairie. Dowling the sixth seed. Prairie the three seed. Should be another good one mm-hmm. there. Dowling's dealt with a lot of injuries this year. As talented as they are, have had a lot of arms that have had to shut it down. Still able to play in the field and those kind of things. But if they were talented, if they were healthy, I should say, Dowling might be the favorite. Because their top-end right? talent is that good. But they got three guys right now, some of their top pitchers that are not going to be available, it doesn't sound like, for the state tournament because of that. Starting with Prairie, who's really good in that program, with Gary Rimas, mm-hmm. uh, son running it. They've been really, really good throughout the years. 
that's going to be a tough one for them. But five o'clock for that one. So two and five o'clock tomorrow. This reminds me, I've got to, I've got to uh, unmute Gary Rima. Oh yeah, why'd you have him on mute? <laughs> because. There was a, I don't know, last week, maybe one of the first games in Las Vegas in the Summer League. Uh-huh. Every single person who tweeted about A.J. Green, Rhyme retweeted. Oh, really? <laughs> Everyone. So I'm he not had the notification you. search out, and every time it came up, it's just a retweet. A retweet. Okay, enough. <laughs> I get it. Got to shut He's it down. making a couple of threes, uh, <laughs> so I got to un- unmute him at all. So then you'll be back Thursday? Thursday, then, is the semifinals for Class 4 Also on the bull? Game or do you one, get kicks and all? Game one at 5 o'clock. That will be on the bull. Yeah. 7.30 is the second semifinal. That will be on KXNO. Okay. And then the championship, 7.30 on Friday night, also on KXNO. And I'm going to stay over. So I'm going to work remotely on On Thursday. On Friday. So you and me will do the show together. Yeah. I'll be doing it from Iowa City. You'll be doing it from right here. And, uh... Away we go. It's going to be a fun, fun three days of baseball. Have you seen the weather forecast? I mean, there's, hot. there's it's hot. hot. I'm not. I don't think there's much rain, if any, in the forecast. And it's different than the principal park where we had a nice air conditioned <laughs> press box. Yeah, they put us radio guys just out in the bleachers, uh-huh. right in the front, in the uh, last row up there, up against the press box. <laughs> going to be a warm one. I'm going to be going to have to bring a couple of changes of clothes, I think, for this one, because it's going to be sweaty over in Iowa City. Good stuff. All right, Matt Snyder's coming up. We'll save the baseball conversation for Matt Snyder. Look forward to speaking with him. He's in L.A. Uh, what else is going on? I, I can't talk about the major. Nobody cares about the Major League Baseball draft. You look for who your team picked. Right. right. And then but that's about it. Although at the top, it was pretty cool to see major leaguers, former major leaguers' sons yep. uh, both have an opportunity. And, and all the uh, all the footage of Matt Holliday's son, Jackson, who went number one overall when he's a little boy. I mean, a little kid. Well, he lo- still looks like a little kid. He does, doesn't he? Man, he Isn't look- that crazy? He looks like he's 14. Yeah. He's the number one pick. He's the number one pick. At the MLB Eight trail. million dollars richer this morning than he was yet this time yesterday. And Andrew Jones' son. Now, there's a kid who's got some talent. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not Drew saying that, that Holiday doesn't by right. any yeah. means. But watching some of the video I've seen on Andrew Jones' kid, boy, oh, boy. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. So you watch who your team drafts, and that's mm-hmm. about it. Uh, baseball from over the weekend, uh, we kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, the Twins and the White Sox going to be a hell of a race. I think it's going to be a hell of a race. And they don't see each other now till September. Is that what it is? They don't play again until September. Wow. This is going to be a long, mm-hmm. drawn-out process. Well, suddenly we went from the White Sox going into the series Thursday, and we said, you know, if they do well, you become buyers again. Mm-hmm. If it goes poorly, it goes the other way. So now you're readjusting, figuring out what you need to be, how healthy are they going to be, what's Jimenez going to be in the second half as he didn't play at all right over the weekend you know they talked to uh, i watched the uh, or listen i watched the um and listened to benetti uh and stone benetti wasn't there yesterday oh okay um no jimenez did not he did not get into the game mm-hmm. so but he's close probably, yeah he's close if i think they he didn't could have played all, if they didn't have the all-star break he probably would have probably played saturday or sunday or goes tonight at yeah, the very least right. and if they would have needed him to come off the bench yesterday could have uh, been didn't it was 11 and nothing and here's the crazy part about it archie was really good early he was he was really good early and then the fourth inning happened or the fifth inning happened it just ooh not good Dylan Cease was great he was so great that I decided to take a stab at him, eleven to one, to win the Cy Young in the American League. Was this? Uh, be- no, it was. It was early. It was in the afternoon. It was before eight thirty. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't stick with the game. It was so out yeah. of hand. The Cubs are okay to watch, <laughs> and I'm telling you because they now they're not going anywhere. No. And it's Boog and JD, and I love the broadcast. And and they, I mean, the Mets beat them on Saturday. In two extra inning games. They had a doubleheader. Both went to extras. And then the Cubs got them by a run. They're fighting. 
mean, is that good enough for professionals to be to show up and try hard? Bars set pretty low if that's what your expectations are. But anyways, we'll talk to Matt Snyder. We'll head to L.A. next. Uh, he's there for the festivities. Um, uh, home run derby tonight. What time does it start? Is it 7? I don't see like the official start time for it. Let's see. I don't even have it listed here, at least on the app that I go for all my TV viewing. I would guess 7 o'clock. What? Yeah. Probably 10 minutes of fluff, what? and then you get into mm-hmm. it by 710 or so. Dodger Stadium. Packed house, good venue. Yeah, I mean, look at every year going. I'm not going to watch it, but what else is on? <laughs> there's there's only so much on. There's only so much swamp people you can. Trent, watch. I caught up this weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah, last night in particular, I caught up on the swampers. <laughs> Twelve footers, fourteen or thirteen footer in the boat. Troy was in a little trouble. He was. Yeah, uh, well, you were they had sit- to go to commercial. They made me sit through a commercial break, and you sat right there. You didn't want to miss not it. Not a didn't budge, but they got the shoot it, shoot them. <laughs> We'll take a timeout to 1025 Miller and Condon. Time for another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword at this nationwide contest. Check. Check is the keyword in the 10 o'clock hour. Check at KXNO.com. We'll have another keyword coming up at uh, about this time, about an hour from now. But for right now, it is check, check at KXNO.com. Miller and Condon, joined by Matt Snyder. From the All-Star Festivities next, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. For details. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Condon just past 10.30 on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 on the FM dials. We take you up until noon. Hour number two, Nick Olson on Iowa State, Scott Dockerman on Iowa, Trent's pick in the Home Run Derby, sponsored by Circus Sports. Matt Snyder's out in Los Angeles covering the Major League, uh, for all the, all the festivities, uh, for CBSSports.com, and he joins us. Matt, Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on, Matt Snyder. How are you? I'm great. I'm looking forward to uh, today, especially the Home Run Derby. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating event. Do you think it's losing any of its luster? I mean, there was a couple of, I don't know, a week ago or so, it seemed like, boy, they're struggling to find eight guys that want to participate in this. Uh, is it losing any of its appeal, do you think, Matt? Not to me, no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm incredibly excited for it. Uh, in 2014, I would have... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE said absolutely yes uh that was the last year before they implemented the clock and i thought it was an absolute snooze fest and you just guys taking pitch after pitch after pitch and just standing there in the box and it's like why are you making the pitcher throw it if you don't want to swing uh but now with the clock i think it's amazing it's a big step up so who's your favorite who you like coming in to the night here and and the also the other part of it you know, the guys that decided not to go, who would have been, in your mind, a great addition if they all would have had to say yes? Who would you like to see most in this derby? Well, I still, Mike Trout has said many times 
that he would do it one year, maybe. It's always like, yeah, I, I might do it one year, and then he doesn't do it. Um, he, he, he's a little bit of an injury issue right now, so he's been scratched from the ga- game, so he couldn't do it this year because of that. But I want to see Trout do it at least one time um, it, while he's still in his prime. And uh, I felt like this year he was having such a good power year. In L.A., a little bit close to Anaheim, I thought this would have been a good time for him to do it. So a little bit disappointed in that. But uh, favorite, I think it's got to be Pete Alonso. Uh, he, he's won the last two. Mm-hmm. You know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. stole the show in Cleveland. He sure did. And Alonso was the winner. Um, and, and then last year, Alonso was just ridiculous on Coors Field. So I, I think Alonzo's got to be the favorite. I hate kind of saying Schwarber just because it looks like I'm going chalk, yeah. but this isn't like an actual tournament where <laughs> you know like the, the seeds are based on who's the best at the derby. It's just based on who has the most regular season home runs. Um, but I, I think Schwarber's going to put on a show as well. Well, it'll, uh, and what times it get underway? Is, is it 7 Central, Matt? Do, do, yeah. 7 Central, good stuff. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Juan Soto, who turned down $440 million. Man, it just seems to me, if you're turning down that much money, isn't that a, I don't want to play here uh, type of moment for him? Doesn't that, is that what it says to you? That's how I took it, to turn down that much. And, you know, that was, maybe he could have got another $10 million or whatever. Whatever his number was, I'm not so sure if the Nationals would have met that number that he would have accepted. It sounds to me like he just wants out. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's. They, they've already won a World Series there. He's already seen Bryce Harper and Ethan Rendon walk. Um, they're in bad shape right now. So, yeah, he it, it, it's probably a situation where he wants to go. I mean, you can look at a, a, a contrasting situation would be like Jose Ramirez signing with Cleveland for much, much, much less money than he could have gotten on the open market and him saying, like, well, how much more money do I need? I really love it here. I that that shows somebody who genuinely does want to stay in a place for their career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think Soto is a, is a situation where it it seems pretty obvious he just doesn't want to. Because, like like you said, okay, 15 years, 440, when you talk about the years, um, maybe there's a chance, I would say a small chance, but maybe there's a chance that he ends up making more money throughout his career if he goes somewhere else and signs a shorter deal and then he hits free agency twice or something. But, man, there's just so much unknown in a baseball career. $440 million, it's it's just hard to imagine definitely making that much going another route. So, yeah, it says to me that he just doesn't want to be there. Otani also is going to be coming out into the open market here in a year and a half. Mm. Well, he's like Juan Soto offensively, but oh, by the way, he also pitches. <laughs> yeah, He's older. What kind of deal on an open market is Shohei Otani going to command? Are we, are we talking $50, $60 million a year for this two-way player that we've never seen before? Yeah, maybe. I, I, <laughs> I've i had a few people ask me that, and every single time I'm like, you know what, I have absolutely no idea because it's like two players. Yeah, it, it, he really is. He's like two all stars, but pitchers break. Yeah. Um. So it's like, well, well, how do you value that? It, it's it's very hard to figure. Um. Yeah. I I I fifty sounds 
right, maybe more. But again, it's just hard to know how you can value that because he's kind of like two players, but it's still one guy. And like I said, pitchers break. It's tough to know, but man, it's going to be fun to see what kind of figures are being thrown around because it's going to be absurd. It really is. And then where he lands. So back back to Soto. Where where do where's I mean, is it the the usual suspect when it comes to where Juan Soto's going to call home? Is it the Yankees or the Mets or somehow the Dodgers will find a way to keep him? Is, is there a, a dark horse team out there? I'll throw one out. Maybe. What about the Cubs? Who've got boatloads yeah. of cash that they want to spend, and they and they apparently listening to Cappy, uh, they didn't spend that money this year, but that money still is, is going to roll over. Now, whether you believe that or not, uh, that that's what uh, that's what they're t- they're telling Cap. Um, what about the Cubs and Soto? Yeah, absolutely, it, it could work. Uh, it has to be a gigantic market, so I, I would think you could cross anybody off who is not a, a large market. Um, I would assume, I don't know this, this is a source, but I would assume that he wants to be in a situation where it looks like he's going to win soon. Um, so, you know, I don't know if the Cubs work as well there. I don't know how sure they are that they're going to be competing soon. But the Mets and the Dodgers are I, surely are high on the list. Uh, Yankees as well would be an option, maybe down to the Cubs. Uh, I, I could add a dark horse, I guess, since you wanted one. Uh, the Rangers, just the mm, way they yeah. threw around money in the Dallas and Arlington area, that it, it is a large market. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't think of it that way, but it is. Yep. Um, and no so state taxes in Texas? That, Do I have about, that right? That's the short list. What's that? Is there state taxes in Texas or no? I don't believe uh, so. Gosh, off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't think you pay state tax and, and money goes a little uh, bit further. Absolutely. There in Florida and a couple other places. Yeah. Well, looking uh, towards the second half of the year, we're already past the halfway point, but this is where we uh, really dive in. And uh, I've told you before, Matt, I love what you guys have at, C- uh, at CBSSports.com on your standings page, the projections from Sportsline of all the teams. Mm-hmm. So looking at the division, the American League Central that I watch most, and your favorite right now, according to their projections, are the White Sox, as they win the division just shy of 50% of the time. Cleveland, second at 31%. And now the Twins, just 19% of the time, they win the division. Is that how you see it, too? White Sox, if it's not the White Sox, it's Cleveland, then Minnesota? Or do you still believe in my Twinkies? I <laughs> I would like to act like I'm being bold when I say it. But, yeah, like you said, with the projections saying the White Sox, I... I do, th- I do think the White Sox are the, the most talented team in the division. Mm-hmm. And being only three games out, they're in a good spot. Um, so so I, I think it's the White Sox. I think that's probably one of those situations where at the end of the season we look back and we're like, man, they had so many things go wrong for them in the first half, but they hung around and hung around and just en- enabled themselves to make that run in the second half. So, yeah, I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if the Twins hold on because I still like them a decent amount. I Something about the Guardians, uh, maybe just offensively, maybe it's because the bullpen's so bad, but I just don't like the Guardians at all. So I, I'll, I'll ticket them for third place. Heck, maybe even fourth place. I know they're 10 games ahead of the Tigers, but uh, I'm not a fan of the Guardians at all. I think it's going to be White Sox and Twins down to the wire. 
Uh, is that, um, I was going to say, how many actual divisions will have races? Obviously, the East and the Central the in the National out. League, right? Yeah. And the only, yeah, the only division... Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, I think that the Braves and Mets will probably go down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, Brewers, Cardinals, yep, down to the wire. West is over. Wow, it's up to 10 games in the NLS. <laughs> that, that happened really fast. It, did. it yeah. was only a couple weeks ago. It was like two games. Uh, both Wests are over. The AL East is over. Yeah, so it, it'd be both Centrals and the NL East, and that's it. But uh, the wild cards, I think both sides will be mm-hmm. really, really fun, and a lot of teams will be involved. We know baseball more and more has become such a regional sport, and it's so, so important, which is great for us because we got a lot of regional teams mm-hmm. that we can talk about here. But across the nation, that's what it is. It's about your local team, and that's it. For baseball as a whole, how important would a Yankees-Dodgers World Series be to not just huge markets, but huge brands to go along with it in a more and more regional sport? How important would that be for your game and, and a chance maybe to grow it going forward? Yeah, I think that would be huge. Um, I, Generally speaking, I don't love personally those types of matchups because it gives everybody a chance to, oh, yep, this is what MLB wants. It wants mm-hmm. those huge markets, and that's annoying. Uh, <laughs> but, man, it's we, we haven't had Dodgers-Yankees in, what, 1981? So it's been a long time. Wow. Uh, you, get, you get both coasts in on it. Um, two gigantic markets, two gigantic fan bases. And, uh, I mean, l- let me tell you, they love, love, love the Dodgers h- here in L.A. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, right right when you get out of, out of the airport, you see Dodgers stuff all over the sides of the highways and everything. It's, it's like, th- this really is a mega, mega market with a, a really emphatic fan base. So it's, Man, Dodgers Yankees would be really fun, and that, like I said, it's it seems easy and obvious. Oh, it's a huge market, but no, it. it I think it would be a really fun series. It's two fun teams. Which airport did you fly into? LAX. No, Burbank. Atta boy. I like, I like getting out of the plane and walking outside. Isn't it a great airport? Yeah. And you know what? I should it stop is. talking about it because I don't want to. <laughs> it is the be- well by far. If you have to go to LA. It's a throwback airport. It really and truly yeah, is. That's great. Oh, absolutely. So the most disappointing team in the first half of the um, of uh, the baseball season is. Uh, it it might be the Angels. I mean, it, yeah. I, I know yeah. going into the season, you always kind of want to temper your expectations because it's the Angels. But when they were in first place and they were 10, 12 games over 500, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, they're actually going to be contenders. They're brutal. <laughs> they're just awful now. Uh, 20 and a half out of first place now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I, I the answer. Gotta be them. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. MVP. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. In the American League in the first half, wherever. For the first three months, it felt like this was Aaron Judge. He was going to yeah, coast in. Away. Otani, what he has done on the bump, along with, of course, what he does offensively. We talked about him earlier. Judge or Otani, who is your pick? I I, I think it's Otani, actually. And, it, like, Otani has two things going against him that aren't even remotely his fault. Right. Number one, his team is bad. Right. But as I've said so many times in, uh, about baseball, this is not basketball where you can have one player control the game. You, you just can't. He can only bat once every nine times. He can only pitch when it's his day to pitch. Uh, in terms of being the most valuable player to your team, 
it's a guy who is an all-star pitcher and an all-star hitter. I just don't think there's anybody else in that stratosphere. The second thing that's going against him is fatigue. If people are tired of talking about him, mm-hmm. then they just don't want to vote for him. Uh, and again, how is that his fault? If he's the most valuable, he's the most valuable. I don't care if you're tired of talking about him. Uh, so that's why I'm Otani, but I, I'm good with Judge, too. Um, unless Otani keeps up what he's been doing the last six weeks or so when he's been basically the best pitcher in baseball, in addition to being an all-star hitter, unless he keeps that up, my hunch is both things that Otani cannot control, his teammates and voter fatigue, mm. will swing the thing to judge. Uh, here's a prop. Does Baltimore finish last in the American League East? Yeah. You think they yeah, do I still? I don't think they're as good as they've been playing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really fun that they're winning so many I games. Too. And it's it's a great, great story that they're 500. But if you look at the talent on all five teams in the East, they're easily right. the worst team there. And since they're already there, even though it's close, mm-hmm. yeah, only a game and a half behind the Red Sox. But since they're already there, and I think they have the worst personnel, yeah, they're going to finish last. Does Seattle make the playoffs? I'm going to go with yes. Uh, I don't think they're as good as the some of the ALEs contenders, but those ALEs teams have to beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the AL West, between the Rangers, who are subpar, the Angels are bad, the A's are terrible, uh, the Mariners are going to have a lot of winnable games in there. So, yeah, I think they're going to, obviously, similar to what I said with the, the Orioles, the Mariners aren't as good as they're playing. They're, they've won 14 in a row right That's now. Crazy. They're not that good. But I do think that they're a good enough team to, to grab, like, the third wild card. And uh, th- that'll be really exciting to see them break that drought. You mentioned Oakland. They stink. Bad baseball team. Played Houston tough this week. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, where would they, they be the getting the, yeah. their mail, though, in a couple of years? Are they going to get the new Ooh. stadium in Oakland? Or is it Vegas or Destination X that they're ultimately going to be? Uh, I think it's a bad decision. But I do think that they're going to end up in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It seems like they—it they, does. I will say it seems like they're making progress with Oakland, but it's taken them how many years just to get to step number two? Mm-hmm. And every single time they come up with, "Hey, here's another plan," uh, Oakland doesn't like it, or Oakland says, "Why don't you do this on the current site that you're on?" And then the team doesn't like it. So I, I, I feel like. Uh, Vegas is probably going to happen. And the reason I say I, I think it's a bad decision is this is a totally different situation than, for example, football. In football, you have eight home games, and every single team's fan base uh, might have you, – you might have a decent number of people who, who have a disposable enough income to go travel. Hey, we're playing in Vegas this year. Let's go, let's go to Vegas and watch the game. Yeah. Well – in, in baseball, there's 81 home games, and I don't know how much of an appetite there is to travel just to see like a three-game series in Vegas. And it would be, I think, the smallest market in baseball for the home market. Um, it might be right there with Milwaukee. But, man, that small of a market for 81 home games, I, I, I'm just not seeing it. So that's why I think it's a mistake, but I, I do think it's going to happen. Uh, last thing for me, w- worth the wait to stand in line or totally overrated, go grab some peanuts, Dodger dogs? 
Oh, that's worth it. Yeah, is it? It's worth the wait. Okay. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> I've yeah, never good. been. What's the stadium like? I mean, that's number one on my baseball bucket list. Never been to Dodger it's, Stadium. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, especially if you enter on the home plate side. Okay. And you just look over and you see the, the mountains over center field. It's it's a very very gorgeous stadium, but. The, the reason I have stumped for Dodgers fans over the years and, and everybody talking trash about them being like a late-arriving and early-leaving crowd <laughs> yeah. is because it is absolute hell lot. terror yeah. to try to get out of that stupid parking lot. Yeah. That's it's, If I could take that stadium and, like, drop it somewhere <laughs> else yeah. and you have, like, a bunch of cool bars and sports bars around the stadium and public transportation and get out of there quickly, man, it would be... Maybe number one. It would be up there. But I just, ugh, the parking lot situation is a terror. Good stuff, Matt Snyder. We'll read you all your coverage of the All-Star, the uh, the Home Run Derby tonight, the All-Star game, etc. as we always do at CBSSports.com. Matt Snyder, talk to you next week. Thanks for popping on, Matt. Enjoy it. All right, take care. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Good stuff out of Matt. We'll come back. It's 10 minutes before 11. Again, if you missed the keyword earlier, it's check in this hour. Check at KXNO.com. Another one coming up in about 30 minutes. Miller in Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Barry Meadows. Five minutes before 11, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Nick Olson uh, covers Iowa State for CycloneAlert.com. He'll kick off our number two, Scott Dockerman in The Athletic, uh, at 11.30. Did you read the long piece on Brian Ferentz? I got through most of it. Didn't get uh, as deep into kind of the middle portion that I wanted to. It's a long read. And I will get back into that, but... So intriguing going back to that, of course, 55-24 Ohio mm-hmm. State game. Everything worked out that day. And what they were doing, and right away, first play of the yep. game, doing something to find out. And it didn't work, but they got what they wanted. They got the answer as yes. far as how the Buckeyes were setting their defense. It goes to once again show you, look, when we come up with negatives with Brian Ferentz or any offensive coordinator, it's not that we think they're dumb or right. they don't know football. right? But there's also a part of it that is... Something you just have to be able to feel. Kind of that, you can't put your finger on it. It's not quantity. It's just right spot, right time. Do you know how to call a game? Mm-hmm. Same thing for a catcher in And baseball. when to call a game. Absolutely. And that's a part of it. And that's the part as an offensive coordinator. And they talked about it right away where mm-hmm. it's complimentary football. We're not going to run 95 plays a game. We're not going to go up tempo because we are playing also with the defense. And there's teams that do it that way. But look how it also taxes the defense and reading that part of I thought was really intriguing and just getting behind it do I think Brian Ferentz is a great offensive coordinator I don't but I think he's hamstrung too because ultimately yes yeah not necessarily his shots to call right it is still going to be what Kirk wants yeah and that's ultimately what it's going to be no I thought he opened up I thought he was very forthcoming Mm -hmm. to Doc it um again it's uh it's it's yeah carve out some time to read it yes. and you'll probably have to go back and there are parts that you want to read again like Trent mentioned yep. but I, I think it's I, th- I think it's worthwhile so uh, anyway Scott Darkman coming up uh, on that you know we've got training camps that open today in the NFL how about that that well, is for rookies wonderful. but still yeah, it's it's opening the ribbon has been cut yes the ribbon has been cut uh, Vegas and uh, one other started today. is it Baltimore might be let me let me look uh 
Gone Buffalo. The, Buffalo. Buffalo. Gone are the Halcyon days, though. Where two a days? Yeah, the two a days. Both times, guys that they're in some dorm, in mm-hmm. some up in Eau Claire. You know, I think there was one team, uh, maybe not dorms, but hotels that are that are not forced. Well, I guess forcing. Uh, because a lot of times players are staying in their own beds, yeah. going home. It's so different. Uh-huh. We talked about this a week or two ago. The Saints played their training camp the first month. They were in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. The New Orleans Saints right. were in Wisconsin. Like lacrosse, is that where it was? Yeah, I think so. That's the way that it was for a long time. And mm-hmm. they'd be in these small colleges, staying in dorm rooms, staying yep. in crappy hotels. NFL players were doing this. Water break, no, 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 not now. And now you look at like Minnesota, what the Vikings have with their new performance yeah. center and Bourbon A for the Bears and mm-hmm. just how different it is. And the, the Chiefs, they go to St. Joe now, which is, I guess, a little bit, but guys hopping on a bike. <laughs> They're riding back to the yeah. dorm on a bike. I don't think you're going to see Patrick Mahomes hopping on a bike and, and having to make a couple-mile drive back <laughs> on the bike to get back to a, a dorm room for a couple uh, of weeks. Good stuff. It, it, it is here. All right, uh, the 11 o'clock hour, it is here. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Iowa State Conversation kicks off the second hour of the program. Nick Oson going to join us for that. Then Scott Dockerman on Iowa, if you missed it. Meriwether, Campbell, Laporta. Headed to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days representing the Hawks. Trent and I have another hour to go. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.